coming to you. From Parkview Studios, the garage. This is the Brothers Ketchup, a weekly podcast for two brothers come together to catch up. I'm Sal Biazzi. With me, as always, is my brother. Frankie. Uh, it's not very often we have, like, a... We leave one episode on a cliffhanger, then pick it up the next week, but we can do that this week. What was a cliffhanger? Carmen's blood work. I had the worst oh. week of my life, dude. That wasn't last week. Yeah, it was. We were talking last week about the second test and about how he has to go for... Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Huh, wait, hold on. We had done yeah, the no. retest of the... Yes, you had yes. done the retest, but you didn't know anything. We had said that, like, what are the odds that he would test positive yes. for one of the three things from the first one? But he ended up testing positive for one of the three things from the first one. Right? Yeah, so you, you've just been in <laughs> pure panic, basically. Well, that for the last few days. It was a few days ago. But, let's break it down. The timeline of events that I went through. So we had that podcast. Then, like, on the... Maybe, like, two days after we finished recording, whatever it was. Maybe it was, like, Wednesday or Thursday. Was it Thursday? We recorded a weird day. We... We were... Two weeks ago, we recorded on a Saturday. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. And that was the episode where we first discussed the blood the blood stuff. We got the results of the second test. He tested positive, or like he had an abnormal reading for congenital hypothyroidism. We hadn't, I had never even like heard about that. My, my pediatrician didn't know much about it. She knew, like, enough about the illness itself, but didn't know, like, have first-hand experience with a positive patient. And then you Googled it, and you were like, So, yeah, Fuck! so you left my own devices to, like, kind of do some research on it. So, like, the weirdest part of it was, like, we all must have done the same thing. Because when you first told me, I was like, oh, dude, that's so sorry. I'm so sorry, all this. As soon as we hung up, I just Googled it, and I went, well, it's not the worst thing, but boy, is it not great. <laughs> Close to the worst thing. Um, it's one of those things, like, didn't know a lot about it, and the worst case scenario is really bad. And, like, he probably was. Like, you don't want to make everything be like, oh, the worst case scenario is definitely what was going to happen. But, like, just based on our timeline, because we had the first test, we didn't get the results back for that until the 19th, so that's two full weeks after he was born. And that test was telling us to retake the test. So it wasn't until about four weeks until after he was born that he has a potential positive for a disease that should be treated within the first two two weeks weeks. of life. So if it were a severe case and it were untreated for up to a month, it could lead to permanent neurological Impairment. impairment. So the panic that set in and then like the hunt to find a pediatric endocrinologist as soon as possible and find a way so to get So that's what gave me anxiety was like cuz I went through it in Florida like when I had like a just like a thing and it's like oh I need to find a specialist that's going to get you in immediately. Yeah, good fucking luck with that. The only way to do it is if you're referred by your doctor for an emergency. Yeah. Which we would have been. 
We were. You were, yeah. Um, but we rushed him to get that third blood test, which had to go into the vein of his arm instead of a foot prick, because we talked about the foot pricks the previous two times. And that, so like in the 48 hours from the time we got the second result, we already had taken the next blood test, and then by the end of that day, we had the results of that blood test, which tentatively looked like we were in the clear. So, like, it was only really a 48-hour window where things were, like, really scary. But the baby, I'm telling you, man, we've talked about it on this podcast now a few times. Like, the pregnancy was difficult. The the He was jaundiced with the stuff that, like, really wasn't that big of a deal. But, like, There's we worried, stuff, you know. Yeah. And then this whole thing has just been like, we're on like week eight of like worrying about this little. Baby. Remember when you wanted to have like a ton of kids? Does I this still like do. does this like give you a little bit of pause? Well, he's got really good luck so far. So like, I mean, you could he's avoided everything. Yeah. I mean, he's got the blood work done again today to double check, so we'll know tomorrow to make sure that he's fine. But right now, it looks like he's fine. But you said even if this blood work comes back weird, it's still like. It's not worse. It's not. Yeah, it's like... The the pediatric endocrinologist assured us that, like, based on everything he sees, there's nothing that indicates, like, he would have, like... Kids that have severe impairment, their numbers are, like, wildly significant. And you'd, like... You wouldn't pass a blood test. Yeah. And usually there's physical manifestations that you'd see. And Carmen's a perfect little boy. When I first looked up it, it said, like, a pretty big, like, symptom is jaundice. And I was like, oh... Well, I, I've said a million times now to a million different people who have talked about it, but I'll tell, tell you. Like, before, like, the second test was like, oh, my God, you have to go get this blood test immediately and meet an endocrinologist. Like, everything about this baby. I was like, he's so perfect in every single way. But then, like, you're starting to read the symptoms, and, like, every symptom, I'm like, does he have this? It's like, his one skin the, is dry. One of the symptoms was squishy head. And I like was like Sal specifically pointed out how squishy his head was. So maybe you know, like that's not good. Oh my god! I think you should sue the state. Well, I mean, if he's fine, isn't it so important? Yeah, the, the emotional damage. His worry, but I mean, I don't know if they did anything wrong. It feels like they did. They probably did. That first test, the reason why it was messed up, it seems like it was taken too soon. Or at least it was reported that it was taken too soon. But like, think about the odds of getting like a bad result and then like testing positive for the thing that was like flagged as the bad result. Well, is that is that what happened though? That's what I think the doctors have pretty much assured us has happened. I don't think so. Rachel seems to think that's not what happened. Rachel doesn't. You, they, you don't know what that first thing was. What's most likely what happened is they just didn't test it. And those were the three things that, like, couldn't be tested for. Because the sample was too soon. Or at least reported too soon. I think it may have been, like, a clerical error. Like, someone wrote down 24 and it was reported as 14. But on the paperwork it says the blood was 14 hours old when when it was drawn, so it couldn't be tested. But it was only for three different... Illnesses, and we've talked about that on the podcast, like about how of those three things, like what are the odds he's going to test positive for any of them? 
if they're all if they're all just like false positives or like not false positives, but like not tested. Did. And then he did. So like that's then, a very slim odd. Which is why you're immediately like, well, this has to be I it. Know, like, which is why we resigned ourselves to be like, this must be a real thing. But then that was a false positive. So that's yeah, crazy. Like, I was thinking more along the lines of like, okay, nothing happens. Let's say like, let's say it was positive, but you know, you get into the doctor. Best case scenario, no developmental issues. You still are now just every three months for the rest of your life blood work you're on medication every single day like that's awful yeah even not, in the best case scenario that's terrible yeah but it turns out the best case scenario was that it was all just a false alarm it was just a really scary false alarm it's crazy but like i don't wish that on my worst enemy that's yeah it's gonna be awful i like had a ment- I had like a breakdown yeah mom said you're being a little bitch about it <laughs> she didn't say that like she's like oh he's so sad and a mess and i was like well yeah <laughs> I literally like. I was like, I can't imagine. I was like telling Rachel, I was like, we got to be strong with these results for Rose. And then and you're like, <laughs> so we got in the car and we're like driving, we're like talking about it and talking about it. And she's like, I don't know where we're going. And like, we're just like trying to get out of the house because we're driving ourselves crazy. And it's not like we know something's wrong with them. It's like literally we don't know if anything's wrong with them. But like, it could be that we're way late and treating something that like needs to be treated. I can't even get a diagnosis. And it don't matter now. <laughs> like, and like, we literally just are driving, and I don't know where to go. So the only place I could think to go was like mom and dad's. So we go to mom, so like we get to mom and dad's house, like, and then you revert to like being a baby, <laughs> like, <laughs> over my kids. And I will say, you are not. I mean, most people aren't. There's something about you crying. You're very big. You don't show emotion all that often. So when you cry, it's a little terrifying. It's like, what are those people that, like, when they cry, it makes them Like, real, really, like... Shit. It's a really bad like, oh, Rachel oh. actually said that. She was like, when I saw you cry like that, I, that was what scared me the most, because... <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. Also, the <laughs> listeners of this podcast have absolutely no idea what I'm battling through right now. This I'm eye, like watching you rub your eye. Dude, this eye will not fucking stop. What are you allergic to? Uh, nothing. It feels like it's bleeding, though. It doesn't look like it doesn't look super pink. Your present shipped today, by the way. All right. So I don't know when I'm actually going to get it, but... No, thank you. I know it's hard to remember when my birthday is. So do you have anything you want to update us on? No, but something actually just came through on my phone that I, we could talk about. Okay. Before this <laughs> season of golf started, yeah. um, I paid $200. Well, actually only $100. I went half with our uncle in this like golf pool league where every week for a tournament you pick six golfers and then their total money made – Whoever makes the most money of the week wins. There's a hundred people in this league. Haven't missed a week, so I've I've submitted a team every week. Out of a hundred teams, what yeah. place do you think I am? Me and him are in overall. Avid golf watchers. You and him. Me and we're on the same. We team. we're on the same team. We we 
try to get together and come up with the picks each week. Out of a hundred, four. All right, so season standings: hundred teams. A hundred. It's actually a hundred and seven, but the from one hundred and seven all the way to looks like one hundred. So from one hundred to one hundred and seven, they've haven't submitted a pick one time this season. So they paid to be in this league, and they didn't do it. They haven't. They haven't participated. So that means place 99 is the first place of someone who's trying. Of someone who's trying. Is it you? That's team Nick, Nicholas at night. Okay. And team 98 is me <laughs> oh, no. and Uncle Frank. Our team name, two Franks are better than one. <laughs> Turns out two Franks are dog shit. Two Franks are better than only Nick at night. How crazy is that? We we can't pick a lineup to save our life. <laughs> Haven't even sniffed a win. Haven't even gotten close. I think our best finish in a tournament is like 68th. Damn. Now this eye's going. Maybe I'm allergic to something in your garage. Maybe. Oh my god. Could just be pollen. Probably. It's pretty pollen yeah. I know, I'm like looking at the hood of this car. What, what are you doing with this car, huh? I don't know, man. I gotta figure something out. You gotta like out. do something. <laughs> I know. It hasn't moved. I know. It's, well, it won't start now. I gotta fix it up. It needs a battery. You just sell it. But I don't have time. Probably get some good money for that thing. I don't have time for a project car. Exactly. That's why I would sell it. You just sell it to that dude who works at, with Billy. Probably give you a couple grand for it. Literally a couple. Like probably two. worth something. I've been up since... I slept two and a half hours in Rose's bed last night. This... When you did that, it came, gave a really cool, like, sound pattern on the thing. <laughs> it's gonna sound awful, probably. Why'd you sleep in her bed? She woke up at, like, two. So you laying with her? To, like, put her back to sleep, and then... Hey. I woke up at 4.45. She was just up playing. My back has not been the same all day. It's just hurt constantly. A guy on my baseball team did that. He slept in his kid's bed the night before the game, and he was like, I'm dying. <laughs> That's the worst <laughs> thing ever. And then he so, proceeded to pitch the worst I've ever seen him pitch. So, I mean, it clearly... Like, I literally feel like a wooden Indian. Like, I'm, like, hobbling around. Dude. I want to scoop my eyeballs out. <laughs> I'd rather be blind. This is insane. Have you followed any of this stuff with Jamie Foxx? No. I have no idea what you're even talking about. Is he alive? I don't know. Is he not? Is he dead? Oh. Well, the rumor was he had a stroke. Jamie Foxx had a stroke? And then it was like... Vax. Really bad. And then people were saying it was the Vax. But then like his daughter came out and said he's fine. But then like... Other people are saying he's literally dead. Jamie Foxx. Let's see. Sad as hell what happened to Jamie Foxx. Hollywood made him get the COVID shot and it gave him a blood clot, leaving him paralyzed and blind. So that's what some people are saying. But then other people are saying he's fine and he's making a full recovery. And he's going to be back out in public soon. But like, he's not made a public appearance in like six months. 
<laughs> That's crazy. I don't know. I mean, that was the first time I've heard of it, so I don't know. Isn't that crazy that you don't even hear about Jamie Foxx being like... You know what that tells me? It's true. It's definitely true. <laughs> I know. The fact that I haven't seen it at all. And the first like, four tweets it about it like... that I saw are accounts that I follow that those tweets never made it into my <laughs> timeline. What the fuck, Elon? Dude, I don't like Elon's Twitter very much. No, like it's fine. It's the same it's, thing. It's not it's not any better. No, but it's like not worse. Um It's still just Twitter. You see Joe Biden fall? I saw I saw someone like meme it. It was really funny. It was um Donald Trump teeing off at his golf course and then he hits the ball and then it hits Biden in the head and he falls on stage and it's really funny. All I know like this is just what annoys me. I know it's stupid that I even get let it get to me at this point, but like it just bothers me that like Trump had that one incident where he slid on the rainy slot. Like it was like literally a ramp. And it was like a steep ramp and it was wet. It was like, this guy can't do anything! a little bit. And they were literally like, we need to invoke the 25th Amendment. He's incompetent. He can't walk downstairs. Dude, these people aren't serious. This is his third serious fall. He fell upstairs. He fell off a bicycle. And he just fell. This is the best one. Because I know they're like, there was a sandbag there. He tripped over it. He tripped over something. Sure. It looks like he just fucking... He gets up. <laughs> when he does the classic, like, like the, <laughs> what the point, i like, what? what is that? <laughs> I literally tweeted, I said, who put that floor there? He falls, and then, like, he does the attempt to get up on his own, and he can't. He can't, yeah. That's the worst part of it. Yeah. He looks like a, bro- he looks like a fighter. Dude, he's frail. He looks like a fighter in the ring, like, when it's about to be called. And, like the <laughs> Whether he's a clone or not. He's a weak ass. He's a frail he's old not, man. He's frail. Dude can barely walk, and then when he falls, he looks like he's. I will say, I'm surprised at how good a suit looks on him. Because <laughs> he's a bag of bones. But the suits tip, well, don't look that all bad. The, they're all bulletproof. They like make them look a little more filled they're out. Sturdy, you know. They're not. They're not loose. They're like rigid. Yeah, makes sense. Hey, I saw a thing on Twitter. I think it was yesterday. It could have been this morning. I don't really remember. About that it was like a anniversary of the Killdozer. Oh, yeah? Did you know what that was? Of you know that story? Yeah. When the fuck did that happen? And where was, was I? Like 2003, 2004? That shit was awesome. Dude, that was the I don't know any. I don't know any of the backstory. I just know that like libertarian Twitter we were like we didn't appreciate what we had back in like libertarian the early Twitter 2000s. was like loving this guy. That thing he made was so fucking cool. Made a He destroyed the fuck out of a city hall. He said screw you, <laughs> and then he, they shot him to that. But like fuck, fuck you guys. Yeah, he was like, you, you made me do this. <laughs> and more people need to have that attitude when the government screws them. What'd they do? They did something to his, like, land? They, I don't remember the exact details, but essentially there was, like, an eminent domain claim on, like, 
he had like acres and acres of land and somehow he had lost rights to do something on his property and it had gone through a million different avenues of bureaucracy and just had not I'm sick of losing audio you gotta pay attention you're the, you're the audio guy I just don't why is it cut off it shouldn't cut off are you watching it now I'm watching it now is it recording yeah rest in peace killdozer guy I think I'm going to pour bleach into my eyes. Did you ever watch the Alamo? No, but I did watch that 30-minute video. About the Alamo? About the Alamo. Fascinating stuff, right? Dude, that movie? So fucking cool. Like, the backstory of how that movie got made and, like, Ron Howard backing out and then that guy who had, like, never directed before was like, here's this crazy budget movie that, like, should definitely have not gotten the green light for that kind of budget like out of all the war stories you're gonna tell just like a texas war movie okay but then the movie wound up like being pretty good but it got like killed yep made like no money it makes sense when you watch it why no one liked it especially when you compare it to saving private ryan but in its own right it's a good movie apparently billy bob thornton steals the show dude he's awesome that movie i hate billy bob thornton Watch that movie and watch Fargo season one, and I don't think there's any way you could not like Billy Bob Thornton. Here's why I don't like him. Creeps me out. I'm telling you, he's the best. Seems like a real dirtbag. Doesn't matter. I just don't like that. Like, why was Angelina Jolie dating him, you know? <laughs> that doesn't like, make sense. Sounds like you're jealous. In a, in a way. Watch like, Fargo. and I if, if He portrays the character he plays in Fargo so well. That, well, he's a good actor. He's a, he's literally he knows what he's doing. The most one of the most badass people I've ever seen in my life. So I don't have any surprise in that, that women throw them show. At him. Yeah. Oh yeah. How badass could it be? He's a scrawny old guy. Pretty badass, dude. It's pretty awesome. Apparently, he's got a huge resume. He's been acting huge, for a long time. Huge dick. <laughs> I think like nine. <laughs> I wouldn't know. That's what I've heard. From who? Angelina Jolie? Yeah, we are talking about <laughs> What is it about Billy Bob working with, eh? You don't say. Alright, if I don't stop this podcast to go clean out my eyes, I might kill myself. Alright, well, I think we've done our job. Okay.
Donaldson who's looking good through three games. I mean, not really. He only got two hits, and they were both home runs. <laughs> um, I made the mistake of telling Billy. Is this your anecdote? Yeah. That I was the 16,000th ranked Pokemon battler. Actually, I'm the 22,000th. Because now he's going to be the he, like, first ranked. He laughed out loud at me. Well, yeah, because he's Cause like, I was like, I was like, that's, I feel like that's pretty good. He's like, wah, ha, ha, ha. It's not good. He proceeds to pull up all the things that he was ranked one on, like that he could still find online. Like, you know, I was ranked one on this game. You remember this game? I was ranked one on that game. You gotta know who you're talking to. <laughs> I was like, well, I, I don't need to be the number one Pokemon guy. But think about, like, it, sure. But I see, agree. He didn't know what Pokemon is like these days. Doesn't matter. How competitive it is. Well, no, I just mean, like, he didn't know the game has changed to the point where, like, it's a pretty big deal. Like, World world Tournament's coming up. I've shown him, like, competitive, some competitive Pokemon battles. Do you think he's going to be ranked one on that someday soon? Probably. <laughs> like, that's just a different thing. Like, like, could you imagine being ranked number one in anything? No. Just in anything. He was, you know, Battlefield 1 just came out a few years ago. That was like... Well, the, not a few years ago. Well, it's been a while now. It's probably like almost 15 years at this point. No. Battlefield 1? No, the one that came out on the last Xbox. Like, before the Xbox that I have, the last new Battlefield game for that Xbox was like... No. Pretty sure. Pretty sure it was like the reboot of the original Battlefield, but like a multiplayer. I think it might have just been called Battlefield. What was the Xbox before that? What do you have? I have the Series X, but then before that was the Xbox One. That's why I think it's called Battlefield One. Battlefield One Revolution. Just Battlefield One. But yeah, regardless. Anyway, he was literally with his specific weapon. So let's put the caveat there. But on all platforms, he was the number one. Rank. That's he's actually number four on the leaderboard, but when you do it by, like, KD ratio, he's the one. Maybe, like, what it takes to be the number one at anything. It could be the simplest thing. You'll never be number one at anything. But I only brought Pokemon up to him because I started playing Diablo. I just heard somebody talking about Diablo literally yesterday. Are you familiar with the Diablo game franchise? Not really. It's an old game franchise. I've never even paid any attention to it at all. But yeah, apparently, I it's supposed to be like good though. People love it. It's one of the best. It's a Blizzard franchise, and I've never really been a big Blizzard game guy. Like I never played the Warcraft World, games. Yeah. I never played World of Warcraft. I'm sure there were some Blizzard games like Cross Path was during the game day, but it's never been like mine, my main cup of tea. But I gotta say, like I've only played a few hours of Diablo. First of all, I understand it's called Diablo, and I should have expected it's about the devil some like really gory shit and whatever. But like, I literally was watching in the basement while I was like had Rose. So, like, she's like playing with her toys, That's and I have Diablo on the TV. And by the time like I like it starts off with like these are the most cinematic cutscenes I've ever played in a video game, and it's the most graphically brutal fucking. Uh, satanic like literally the opening cutscene is like a demon being spawned from the blood of like 
thieves that are being sacrificed to Satan in order to create this hell spawn. It's probably good for your two year old. She's daughter. like staring at it like with her mouth agape and I'm like, Don't watch this. She's like, What is this? Like Then there's like another scene where like literally the character's a villain, she's like practically Satan. And she convinces a parish a parish of like Christians to murder their pastor, like right in front of everyone and like they're all gleefully just like beating on his corpse to like like stabbing him and stomping on his face. Like just excessive to the max like and blood is splattering on all the stained glass like on jesus himself and it's like well like the devil laughs in the church it's like oh my god it doesn't sound like my type of game (laughs) but the game itself pretty fun i didn't i didn't realize it's like both super casual like a really good game if you're just into like casual gaming like doesn't take a lot to just pick up the controller play for a little bit of time and like knock out a whole bunch of stuff and have a lot of fun but also one of the most complex and dense, in-depth games. Like, yeah, that's what I thought. It, you're it over. Was. I'm overwhelmed by the amount of like options and things. That that's what I thought like, Diablo. Like, I feel like that's what it's known for. I didn't know for anything. The only reason why I bought it is because uh, I'm looking for games to play on Xbox, obviously, and it's the latest, biggest game that's come out. And I don't usually buy games at launch, but you had my fifteen dollar gift card. Quit. He's back there. Oh. But because the game itself is uh, so popular and I know nothing about it, I was like, you know what? This is going to be my entry point in, in Diablo. I'm going to see if I can pick it up. And I think I'm going to I think I'm going to dominate this shit and all the other Diablo players better watch. And by dominate, you mean the 16,000th best, best <laughs> person to do it. pretty good. Not bad. No, so what do you think about it? Like, 16,000 something's pretty good. But to like, Billy, it was like comically not good. Like, what low standards? Well, yeah, it is. But to you, it's good. To me, it's good. To him, horrible. <laughs> what do you think you'd be like number one at? I don't know. I never found anything. Like, is there anything? It could be anything. No. There's one thing that I actually think, like, if there if was... If you put enough time to it, you'd be number if one. If it was, like, a... If it was even ranked. Because it's... I know it's I not ranked. I don't think there's anything I could be number one at. Here's the thing. I... I yeah. Okay. When you're walking in, like, a mall or something, and, like, a little kid jumps out in front of you because, like, they're not paying attention, I'm really good at, like, stopping and not hitting that, like, the kid, you know? Mm-hmm. I can change direction quick. So that was a competition. Yeah, like, I'd be number one at that. I can't even do it for Rose, like, in my own house. She's I know, like, you just, like you just near, oh, no. Like, if she gets even close to in my path, my hip is going to check her right into the yeah. floor. Yeah, no, I'm good at that. So that, I think that'd be the only thing I could possibly be number one in. Uh, so I've only played Diablo for, like, four hours and like most people who play it are like i'm on my seven thousandth hour of diablo and it's only been out it's not even out yet like it officially gets released like tomorrow but like there are people who've put 300 you don't need backstory you don't need backstory on it isn't there other diablo games i'm not far enough in to figure out if the story even makes sense yet i don't know anything really about any of the world that i'm in or doing doesn't really seem to matter this is like the third one fourth one fourth one doesn't really seem to matter as much as what matters is like I'm just like this badass character fighting the demons of hell. I always get Diablo confused with Fable. No, Fable is nothing like Diablo. Also have played Fable.
Diablo. What a cool name. But I remember, like, Diablo from when I was a baby. Like, it was a big deal back then. You were a baby? Yeah, like when I was, like, six or seven years old and people would talk about Diablo. Yeah, I don't know. Fable just looks a lot like Diablo to me. <laughs> what? It's just got a B in it. It's red. There are, like, more enemies in six seconds of Diablo than there are in the entirety of the Fable series. When did the original Diablo come out? 97, I think. No. Nineteen ninety-seven. No way. Yep. It looks like World of Warcraft. Well, at the time, they were like... It was the only kind of game they could make. Squares at the bottom, collect things. You're up at the, the camera's really high above you. It's crazy. Like that's just that's just World of Warcraft. Check out check out Diablo Four now. Though. I did. I, that's what I was on. Look before. at some gameplays. Wild. Is that half from Arizona? Yeah. Take my professional caddying abilities out there. How'd that go? Really well. There's a bunch of like. Is that six... you shaved? Yeah. It's a bunch what did of, you like... say about your hair? Um, maybe there's a comment made about it, but nothing serious. <laughs> I wore pants, and everyone else was wearing shorts. And one of like the kids who like does work there currently had like a big tattoo on his forearm, and I was like, "Oh, like you have to cover that up," and he goes. He goes, no, it's cool. And I was like, oh, what if what if you have, like, a lot, though? And he's like, no, no I don't care. People have tattoos. I'm like, well, my, my legs. He's like, oh, that's why you're wearing pants? I said, yeah. He goes, that's not your fine. I'm like, okay. Sweet. We'll see. Like, I'm, I'll wear shorts. But... <laughs> Some might say something. My, we'll find out. But yeah, it's cool. Looking forward to it. Are you in in or is it like still got to try out? No, I think I'm like in. Nice. I think I'm just like in. <laughs> so yeah, whatever you want. Yeah. Um, it was funny. He asked me. He goes, "How old are you?" I said 28. And he goes, "Oh, one old guy." <laughs> yeah, old like, guy. You're like the old guy. I'm... I was like, "Yeah, I guess so." Well, sure. Haha. And like the other people who came to training today were literally 14, <laughs> 15, and 16, and I was like. Oh, this is awesome for me. Yeah, you're going to be legitimately good. Well, yeah, like, people are going to, like, if you're a member, <laughs> who do you want carrying your bag? Some 14-year-old kid who knows nothing about the game or, like... A guy who knows something about the game. Yeah. It's <laughs> so, like, today, it was funny. Like, So the way they did their training was three guys who are caddies there and have caddied there. Are they older guys? One was 25, the other two were, like, younger. Yeah. Not that young. They were probably 21. Um... And we, and then there was like maybe six or seven of us training. I was the oldest by literally a decade. <laughs> like the oldest kid other than me had to be 18. Yeah. If that. And we just kind of caddied for the caddies. And so I got paired with the, the 25 year old guy and he was like a really good player. So that was cool. And like, so me and him were just talking about, he's like, oh, like you, you like golf? I was like, oh dude, I worked at a private club. Like I was an assistant. Like I, and he was like. He was, oh, he was like, you're going to be fine. And then, like, one hole in, the caddy master came up, and he was like, you're, you're going to be good. We don't, we don't have to worry about you. I was like, 
was like, yeah, in the because some clubs are like very, very strict on like what their caddies are. Well, some places they expect the caddy to be like a little assistant out there. Yeah, this cat, like these caddies, like they they want them to be good. They're gonna train them, but like they'll they'll give the job to like they're gonna read your putts for you. Yeah, yeah. but like I'm out there, I'm like I'm grinding over putts with them. I'm like I don't know. I was like I think this is going left to right here. I'm like I already literally three holes in, and. I'm like at his. I'm at a shot. I get the distance. I pull the club out of his bag and lay it on his bag. And as he comes up, I tell him the number, and he's like, hey, "I think it's a five iron." I was like, "Yeah, that's what I got out for you." And he was like, "He was like, oh." I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "I got you. Don't worry." It takes me about two holes to figure out what distances <laughs> you're gonna hit. Yeah. Like, now, do you think you'll if this goes well and you do caddy a little? Do you yeah. think you'll try and stay caddy, or you think you're going to try and move about the club doing different things? It's funny. Mom actually said the same thing. I was like, well, <laughs> no, I would just, like, th- there's more money to be made caddying. Yeah. So, like, I would just do that. <laughs> but it'll, it'll probably only ever just be a part-time thing. I don't think I'll, maybe in the summer, well, obviously in the summer, because we're in New Jersey, so it's the only thing you can really do, but I don't know. Maybe at most four times a week. Maybe decent change. Yeah, but it's cool. <laughs> this this weekend they have like a tournament, a member member, and they're like, "Well, we won't use any of you guys this weekend because you know it's a big tournament. They they don't want rookie caddies out there." And then he said to me, he goes, "But they text me this week if anyone calls <laughs> out." Like, I, I was like, "Yeah, I got you." <laughs> That's so funny. I was like, "Yeah, sure." But the older guy, this guy. <laughs> And then he's like, yep, uh, rookie caddies typically only Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then he's like, but, like, you just text me. <laughs> it's okay. Well, because it's a bunch of kids usually. It is. It's, it, like, it was not. It was funny because, like, the amount of, like, my, like, nervous level going into it versus, like, the second we start it was, like, I was, like, I was, like, super nervous. Like, I know what I'm doing. Like, I'm very... Competent. But it's a new situation, new people. Yeah. You don't know what to really expect. And then it's just like a bunch of people. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. I'm the most knowledgeable person <laughs> here. Like, I probably have more knowledge than like two of the three caddies that are, are working. Yeah. Like more golf experience. Okay, I might have more golf experience than all four caddies. But it was fun. It was a really good time. That course is phenomenal. Yeah, it's exciting to kind oh of. Oh my be, god. And I guess you're excited to be there. Just like to be on the course. Oh my god, it was phenomenal. I was like, if I get to walk around. I was gonna course, ask. <laughs> I was gonna ask like, how soon can I play? Can I start to be like the caddy who, uh, like yeah, the trainees come and tra- caddy for me? Like, when can I train? Hey, why can I do training? Like, because I was doing training today. Because the so like we got paired up. It was like me and this fifteen year old kid. We had this one kid's bag, and every hole we'd switch bags. He didn't know what he was doing. He was trying. He pulled the pin out while one kid was still in the fairway. I was like, oh, man. I was like, can't be doing that. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Because, <laughs> like, our guy was on the green. And he asked me, he goes, you want the pin out? And he's like, yeah. So he just walks up and takes him. I'm like, well, not yet. <laughs> and then he couldn't figure out, like, what to do with the bag. He wouldn't give him the clubs. And it's like, like really, all you have to do is give him the clubs. Give him the clubs. <laughs> He'll tell you what he wants. Get him a number. We have we're, you're allowed to use a rangefinder. It's not like you can't. When I was 
living in Florida at the Ritz Carlton when I was doing the four caddying there. We weren't allowed to use rangefinders. Everything had to be done manually. So like you get to do all you have to do is walk up to his ball, take a number and give him a club. That's like the bare minimum. And he like wouldn't do that. And I was like, alright, we gotta we gotta work on it. But they're closed on Mondays, like so hopefully I'm playing a lot. But they apparently do a lot of outings, so we'll see. Cool. But yeah, I'm excited. Should we get started? Yeah.